Enjoying these episodes? Give us a shout out on social at Built On Air. We'd love to hear your comments and suggestions. So drop us a like and be sure to subscribe to catch new episodes when they release. It helps us keep the podcast going. Welcome to Built On Air, a podcast and video series about all things Airtable. On today's episode, we're joined by Ben Green, systems integrator, YouTuber, Airtable consultant, and co-host for the Clubhouse weekly meetup, Optimizing Your Business and Life. You may recognize Ben from various Airtable social groups. He's been busy helping out many users since discovering Airtable just over a year ago. Since then, he's started his own consulting business, Optimize IS, where he provides digital solutions to business owners frustrated with technology, and also a YouTube channel where he breaks down common use cases and formulas for Airtable. A recent graduate of the Kelly School of Business at Indiana University, Ben was the president of his fraternity and now boasts a degree in information systems and operations. He also comes with a good amount of database experience stemming from Microsoft's access. The base Ben demos for us today is his CRM. Here he tracks his interactions with clients, time spent working on projects, payments made against invoices, and more. He explains how automation has helped his day-to-day workflow, from reminders to clients, to Slack notifications when someone signs up for a session or is low on hours, to daily and weekly reports. Check out the show notes for links to learn more about Ben and Optimize IS. Good afternoon, Ben. Thank you so much for joining us on Built On Air. Great to be here. Excellent. Yeah, we're really excited to have you today. I've been seeing your name on the Airtable Facebook group everywhere. Sounds like you really know what you're talking about when it comes to Airtable. So how did you get started uh, working with it? Yeah, so the story is I actually just started with it a little over a year ago. I had never touched Airtable before, like probably like 14 months ago. It was January of 2020. And I was looking to get an internship with a guy. And I didn't know Airtable or like Zapier or Active Campaign or a bunch of these systems. And he was like, go learn these and then we can talk. So I went and like set out to learn them. And so I started. And that, at the time, I was still in school. So I went to school at IU Bloomington, uh, which is it's a top 10 business school. It's in the Midwest in Indiana. Mm-hmm. But I did that and I started managing all my classes on there and then kind of fell off with it until the summer when I got uh, an internship helping a business in San Diego, which I moved out to Irvine, California over the summer. And I was helping a business in San Diego build all of their information systems out uh, in the air table rather than like kind of piecemealing it around. Awesome. And, and uh, you got your uh, start with Access. Is that how you learned your database development? Yeah. How'd you know that? Um, in your bio, you submitted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So I got started. So uh, I I just graduated in December 2020 from IU. But in like, I don't know, like three years ago, I took a class in Excel and Access and then another class in Excel. So that's where I like natively learned Airtable, oh, not Airtable formulas. It's like the same formula structure as Excel. Mm-hmm. So I found like that was something I was really good at. And so that was really easy to transfer. But as far as like designing databases and the structure, taking the class in Microsoft Access, which if you are not familiar with Access, it's very similar to Airtable. It's just not user-friendly. It doesn't look good. You can't share it with your friends or anyone you work with very easily from my experience. And it's kind of clunky and it's a Microsoft product. So it was like learning how to do the, how to build relationships there, how to run queries. 
um, all of that transferred really easily to using views, using linked records, using like building the different tables and the proper structure in Airtable. So while I only have been like actively using Airtable for like a year and two months, kind of, I had came in with a lot of experience from like learning like the proper way to build databases based on like learning from professors and my peers. But yeah, I would imagine that that would definitely put you at an advantage um, trying to decipher how the proper way to set up a database would be versus treating it more like a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there is that knowledge that I came with in with. And then in all, for all of 2019, I was the president of my fraternity at IU Bloomington. I don't think I have anything in here. Rehabilitate the letters, but I was the president of Pike uh, at IU Bloomington. And at the end of my term, we tried to implement, well, we did implement like a whole like file organization system. So I got kind of my first introduction to like managing information systems for, a, there were like 155, well, there, there's more than that now, but at that time there were like 155 members. So building out uh, system-wide information systems to just help everything work better. That's what I was doing while I was still in school as well. That's awesome. So that, that was with Access as well? That was like with a combination of Google Drive and we didn't use any databases because like to try to get people to use Access, not everybody had learned Access in the same classes. So it would have been way too painful to try to get people in there. So it was like with Google Drive, Google Sheets, Google Docs, trying to keep everything online. That way it wasn't like 30 documents are saved on my desktop. Like, how do I give those to my treasurer or my secretary or vice president, that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. So would you, if you had the chance to go back and do that again, probably Airtable would be a better choice. Or would you recommend that it, like, um, to the former self? For fraternity, I would say it would have managed our finances very well because I've built some financial bases out since then. So we could have done that, like budgeting and all of that very, very well and then managing the expenses after budgeting. That would have been very easily or done very easily. And then also we did a lot of goal planning and project management, just kind of in like, uh, most people are probably familiar with like Slack or um, Microsoft Teams, but we just use an app called GroupMe. And so every different team, they would just have a like group chat and that's how they would organize everything. That's how you'd like manage all the goals. So it would have given a lot better structure to what we were doing in the fraternity at that point. Excellent. Yeah, it's crazy how all the new apps just, they come out and replace everything you've already built. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Well, wonderful. So so nowadays you you have your own company. Is that correct? Optimize IS? Yeah. Yeah. So I, it was, you, were you at the Airtable Users Conference? Yes. Remember that? So I went to that and the day before that, I posted my first YouTube video. Mm -hmm. And I guess like a month or so before that, I had like, I would say like three consistent clients that I actually still have that we like we do month over month work. Um, like there's just always new stuff that we're trying to build for each of them. Mm -hmm. And so I already had them. And then I was like, I want to make some YouTube videos on how I'm doing this stuff because, and I know Gareth, uh, of us, he also makes some videos and I was like, I know I like there's other stuff that he's not showing that I could show. So I started making videos and then ramped that up, but between that and being pretty active in the Facebook group, I've had a lot of people like reach out to me and be like, hey, can you help me build this or uh, show me how to or 
a combination of a few of those. But yeah, I started that, I guess, technically when I was like interning over the summer, but officially like in August or September of 2020. Nice. Congratulations. That's exciting. Thank you. I appreciate it. Of course. And uh, I've, I've been seeing a lot about um, Clubhouse. Is that that's something yeah. that you and Chris Dancy are doing together? Yeah. So Chris and I connected. I think we did our seventh week. Um, we did our seventh week this past week, so like two days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was our seventh like episode. And basically, we just invite people from the community to come to Clubhouse and have a live discussion about what's going on in the airtable world right now. It's all audio, but we're looking at adding like a feature to where we can share a screen so people could like watch it um, and then also look at well there's been a lot of really good engagement from the Facebook group but a lot of people like it's only one time per week and it's live so we've been looking at expanding like uh, to be able to enable people to watch later so like just stream it in the Facebook group or just stream it on YouTube that way people can go back and watch it because there's I mean, Chris gets fired up a lot. He's he's an amazing guy. Obviously, if you went to that users conference, he's he's the the greatest. Um, but he gets fired up a lot, and they're just like chatting back and forth with people. Uh, whether it's like an like we've had some enterprise users, we've had some people from Airtable. I think their um, their chief revenue officer came, okay. and there've been a few other people that have like just popped in. So that's been it's been really cool. But yeah, we're on we're on our seventh week. So next. We're in March right now, but it'll be the eighth week here soon. That's awesome. And what is what is Clubhouse? I, I've, I see drop-in audio is what it says underneath it. I'm not mm-hmm. familiar with it as a product. Yeah, so Clubhouse, I think they're like trying to brand themselves as a social media platform, mm-hmm. but all of it, like there's no, there's nothing saved in there and it's just all audio. So it's like uh, we're having a conversation here on Zoom. So it, that's like all it is. Uh, there but there's no video and so there's no commenting there you can have a title so like you open up a room for people to come into Mm -hmm. and they can either join the conversation like on stage or they can stay in the audience and just listen to the people talking on stage wonderful yeah so chris and i have been the moderators there's one week we had devin chisel i don't know if i'm saying that right but he runs a vertical farm off of Airtable. He helped host one week, um, but yeah, like we're the moderators. We can let we basically just let anyone come up and talk and ask a question or just really get involved in the community. That's what we've been going for. Well, I applaud you guys for that, and that's that's one thing that is I've always just found so endearing about the Airtable community is everyone's always willing to talk and help, and mm-hmm. everyone's just so great. Yeah, I feel like there's new people and just in the Facebook group that come in every week. And just like offers so much new help that I was like, I, I learned stuff new from what people comment to give other people solutions. Um, and then also the built on our community. I learned so much from them too. Same. Absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely, it's a place where, you know, everyone's willing to share their tips and tricks and learn from each other, which is just wonderful. So is there anything just to shift gears a little bit, is there like anything that you wish Airtable would hurry up and release? Or like, is there anything that you're, you are like missing for your projects that you wish you had? Um, I would say like, I have a lot of things that I wish they would have. Uh, I think the biggest thing that would unlock like everybody is uh, like buying software or buying, buying a front end to like 
put a face on their pig um, just so people like so you can limit data more people are like can have a place where they can log in and you can you don't have to like buy another uh, subscription in like software to have it i think that would be the the biggest thing that i would want for like the people who i work with not so much for me but like that would enable them like all the business owners um, and nonprofits that i consult with like that would enable them to use airtable at a much higher level if that makes sense it absolutely does. And that's a, a very common trope that I hear from not just clients, but developers alike. It's very important, I think, having like that portal feature to be able to display only the records that you want to, to a particular person. Mm-hmm. That's so important for sure. Yeah. A few others that I could rattle off is doing their internal automations to different bases than just the one you you make it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like taking all of like either type form or drop form features and beefing up the Airtable form, um, the page designer app, moving it to a view and making it exportable yes. uh, with automations. Yes. Um, I'm trying to think of other, oh, uh, two-way sync for the synced bases. Mm-hmm. Those are just a few of the things that I wish they had, but those would all fall uh, just a little bit short of having the front end uh, capabilities. Like if I had one thing, it would be that to give people. Agreed. Absolutely. And and the other one that I I think about like on a daily basis is having the page designer to be able to be automated. I can't. Yeah. I mean, that would just solve so many problems. Yeah. I, uh, in our, uh, the open side group that I'm in, that we're in, we were talking this week about, uh, about the page designer and the limitations. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going to make a video here soon, but are you familiar with how you can make a template from a in a Google Doc? You can like send data there and it makes a new one and you can download the PDF and put it in your Airtable record. Yes. I like that workflow. Yeah. So Google Docs is good, but it's not all that customizable. Mm-hmm. But if you use Google Slides, uh, we found or that I found and I, I know Dan has also found that you can like make it a lot more customizable um, with text box and that kind of stuff. So I'm hoping to make a video about that. And I also know AirDocs came out recently. So that's going to that. Yeah, I'm excited about that. I need to find a um, a replacement. I, I had been using Google Cloud Print, which was deprecated in December. I'd mark up documents with HTML in Airtable and then send the entire HTML chunk to like become a document. And now I can no longer do that. So I'm looking for a replacement. <laughs> yeah. How, how much do you like to code in Airtable. I love to code in Airtable. Okay. I love to add code to my no code. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I love that you don't have to in order to use the tool. And, and how about yourself? Yeah, that's like been the one area where I've like put stakes in the ground and said, I don't want to do it because uh, one, it, it's like very confusing for the people that I'm working with. Like it might be nice if it's just running in the background but if it ever had any issues they'd be tied to me. So I've kind of used that as like, I don't do this so that you can like list all the benefits for them because then they don't have to come back to me to maintain it. They don't have to worry about editing it if they want to. And like everything else on the no code side is just like drag and drop or plug and play. Mm-hmm. They can just like click buttons. Whereas like they don't have to, for me, I don't want them to have to learn HTML, but I know there's, uh, so like last fall, I learned, I took three different classes. One, I learned like the intro. I'm not like an expert coder in any of these, but HTML and CSS Mm -hmm. and C Sharp. 
and then uh, R programming. Mm-hmm. I took classes on those and that kind of set me off on not wanting to uh, code from trying to learn those three kind of at the same time. Prior to that, I learned SQL, which also helped with learning Airtable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's the that's the one area where I don't go down. But I applaud like you, Kuvan, Camille. You guys are all expert coders, <laughs> and I'm sure Dan is too. I just don't know what all he does. Dan is. They they're all leagues beyond myself. I I'm self taught, but I think we all maybe are. I'm not sure, but it's a. Uh, it's a whole other frontier, that's for sure. But it's great that you don't have to, you can get away without even having to touch it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That, that's, I think, the biggest thing that people like about Airtable is that, like, they can understand it, even if they're like, uh, like an uh, entry level person coming in using it, like, not even like the C- CEO, CIO, COO, that kind of thing. Like, their employees can come in and use it and understand it just as much as they would like. Google Sheets after like there is definitely a little bit of a learning curve, but it's not like anything like as daunting as coding. Exactly. Yeah. It's very intuitive and pretty much anybody can pick it up and look at it and understand what they're looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It's super exciting. So what are like what projects are you working on now? Is there anything you're particularly excited about? So the main thing that I'm working on right now is trying to get free resources. because So I spent a lot of time making a lot of YouTube videos, but I want to give more like free, like a PDF because I've made a lot of formula videos and I'm pretty familiar with those, but like a, a PDF on how to write Airtable formulas because people have asked me for that a few times as well as automations. Um, so that's like for other people. For myself, it's a lot of workflow automation. So trying to get more workflow automation, like. Um, sending emails and they're just a lot of different like as you know there's so many different things that you can automate so finding where i can save myself some time absolutely it's funny i only just set up some automations for like my personal like life and business recently mm-hmm. and i was like i can't believe i've taken so long to do this because i spend all day doing it for everyone else but it's it's been a lifesaver huge time saver yeah, I'm trying to see if I have anything else that I'm working on right now. I've had like a lot of calls recently um, with just helping people out. I would say that's the biggest thing is like people might not have enough to demand like a whole project, but like helping people with like little things that way it, they're like they got so far in every table and they're just missing like a little thing and then it like completes the puzzle. That's been that's been a fun thing. People have been like, you can, so if you go to my website, you can request a time to talk or you can just pick a time to talk with me. So a lot of people will come, come in and do that. And it's like, just like this little thing, but they think, oh, it's going to be all this work. And then like, um, a lot of the solutions are in like a YouTube video. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, just watch this YouTube video and you can probably do it on your own. So that's been a project recently is trying to figure out how to get people the solutions without them thinking it's this massive thing. It is difficult. Absolutely. I mean, Airtable looks so simple when you're looking at it, but trying to explain how to do something can often be very difficult. But from what I've seen, I think you do a really great job of laying out like directions on how to do something. I appreciate that. I'm very much appreciated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I know that the community does as well. Shout out everybody in the community. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. 
Well, I'm excited to see uh, what you've been working on. If you want to share your screen and so this was my very first base, and as I said before, I was still in school at the time, but I think I added some fields in here today to look and see. So I think the first, there was a record, I think it said like the 16th or something that it was created on of January last year, but this was the very first thing that I used it for up here. You can see that. So I had a all, like anything that I was doing at this time after I was done being president in 2019, in 2020, I was the VP of finance on the IFC exec board, uh, which it manages all the other fraternities. And so I was like managing that in here, managing all my schoolwork because there wasn't like one other good place to manage it. And so, yeah, I think this might've been my first Airtable record as well. So that might be interesting for some people to see, but for others, like this is the first thing. So managing my schedule for the spring of 2020, and then I also, I was pretty proud of this view. It would show me everything at the time when I was using it. It would show me like everything that I haven't done that like should be done in the next week. That's so always that, super helpful. Yeah. And then I also had like all my exams that were coming up for different classes, but that was the first thing. And then I found out uh, like one of the use cases, I think it was in the, like in the Airtable mark app market or the not the marketplace the universe mm -hmm. somebody had like a bullet journal or something there i was like i'm gonna make that myself so i started like anytime i would hear someone recommend a book i started recording like every single book and i actually still use this one so i do still come back to this space and use this to update the the books so i think there's probably some down here and also like skills that people said like this is the skill you should learn i'd come in here and record that but I this is that. like the first thing that I've tried. That's wonderful. I so do you, do you keep like a little link on your for like on your phone screen, like a little app thing? So I use the Airtable app very minimally on the phone. At the time when I was using this, I would. Um, but usually I'm on my desktop in my office, well, in my closet here. That's a different story for another time. But uh I would go on my phone if I was on campus, but after shortly after this, um, COVID had, after I started on Airtable, COVID had started. So I was just in my place most of the time. Um, and then later when I started falling off, I was like at my grandpa's for part of the spring. And the reason why that's out, so I, we rebuilt a whole boat engine because I was buying and selling stuff at the time. So I had bought a boat for 500 bucks. And then ended up selling it. I know it's not relevant to Airtable at all, but that was around when I fell off with it. But I would use it on my phone when I was walking around campus. Now I'm just always in front of my desktop. Absolutely. Same here. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And then um, now I'm in, I don't know if anybody can tell on the video version, but I'm in a closet here. Um, so I have like a one bedroom and the closet it's like a walk-in closet in the it's like townhouse that i live in with some fraternity brothers and i this is like most people's closets but it's pretty spacious so i just decided to move the desk in here so i could have like a bigger area than like out there there's also a wind you can't see it but on the behind the camera there's a window so i can see like a bunch of trees out there it's a nice place to work my my opinion that's perfect and it gives you a nice little quiet area too mm -hmm. yeah I love that. That's that's really funny. 
but yeah, I don't know if there's anything else fun in this space, but this was like my very first experience. So a lot of, a lot of the, my clients that have came to, to work with me, they have some, like, this was my first thing that I built in Airtable. And so a lot of people, they're, they're like kind of putting the, not like so much as putting themselves down, but like, they're not proud of what they built um, when they first come to like a consultant or the Airtable community group, but they've already like started the experience experimenting with like linked record look look up records uh roll-ups but they've already started to experience like working with all of that stuff and i had not when i had just first started so i think people need to give themselves a lot more credit and like be proud of themselves for what they do because like what i was trying to say was when they come to me or when they come to a lot of consultants they're like not quite as proud or like they're like they see that consultant as like someone so much more advanced than them but it doesn't like if you put the time in to learn it, it's not that much different from where I started. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that kind of stuff, but empowering other people. I love that so much. Yeah, I think that's a really great sentiment. And I feel I feel the same way. Often people will be like, oh, I'm not nearly as good or, or I haven't this isn't this isn't anything or whatever. And they really should. Airtable is what you make of it. And if it's working for you, it's working for you. And also you can continually learn more. Yeah. And that's another thing that I've found with the um, people who come to work for me, whether it's like when we have our initial consultation, they they have an idea for what they want to use it for. They just might not know that they know how to make it. But um, I was, I've been talking with Chris Dancy a lot on this, like in, the, in our clubhouse meetings. Mm-hmm. But if like you can, I feel like all the consultants, we just ask really good questions to get like them to say what they want. Um, but if they were able to ask themselves the right questions to be able to like draw what they want, because that's the thing that Chris and I like learned is like if if somebody can draw what they're looking to build, then like most everything they draw is going to line up between relationships, tables, um, automations, like getting data in, getting data out, and then organizing. So I don't know if you have any thoughts on that either. Yeah, I'm it's funny. I'm like I'm just thinking cuz like I literally just the other day I was trying to teach someone in person actually how to use Airtable and I started mm-hmm. I, I was like, "You know what? Let's let's close the computer <laughs> and I'm going to take out a piece of paper or like a whiteboard so to speak and started drawing out like linked re- record relationships." And I think mm-hmm. that really was the straw that broke the camel's back so to speak. Like they were like this light bulb went on. They're like, "Oh, I get it." Like it's, I think you're right. I think people have the ability to visualize what they want, but when it comes time to s- turning it into a spreadsheet like view, mm-hmm. it, it gets difficult to wrap your head around. Yeah, definitely. I, I think a lot of people are like that. And then the only exception that I would say to that is like a lot of times people know exactly what they want. Um, they just either don't have the time or they just don't want to build it. So then like that's a lot of times when they would come to me or you or any any of the other consultants as well. And that's always nice um, when they have a really clear picture, which most people do from my experience, they have a clear picture of what they want, but they're starting out a lot ahead of where, even where I was when I first started with like this kind of stuff. That's wonderful. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. It's, and, and, and in my experience, it's once they are, they realize like, okay, I can build it this way. Then they're like, oh my gosh, I can do this too. And we can do this and this. And this. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then I when, once they start saying that stuff, and I'm like, but well, you could also do this and you could 
there's been so many times when I'm like talking with a client and they like tell me their workflow, like they might pay somebody like X amount to do this process. And like you could, like I hate to say, but you can probably automate them in, like in, entirely and you can move that. But the, a lot of people, that scares a lot of people. Um, so what I always try to say is like, well, you could just say, yeah, I'm going to automate them. You can find something where they're a lot better probably at some creative skill. Right. So take what they're doing, automate it, but give them like a higher purpose than like clicking buttons and copying and pasting data from here to here. So yeah, a lot of people, I feel like get a little bit nervous when you're like talking about how you're going to automate their entire team or automate people's jobs. I don't think that's necessarily what it's about. Exactly. Yeah. It's, and there, there has to be someone there to oversee those automations and, you know, the data is only as good as what you put in. So Mm -hmm. It's important for sure, but looking forward to the future. And I think the no code universe is just going to get bigger and bigger. So, yeah. So the next base um, that I'm going to show is my CRM. So, and the reason I'm going to show it is because I connected it with a few different things. So I, at one point I was doing a lot of hourly work and so, and I use a tool called Toggle. I have a video that explains like how to get started with it on my YouTube channel, but it's basically just like a time tracker. You track what you're working on. And then I picked that because it connects with Zapier mainly. So I have all of that coming into an Airtable database. And then I also have, uh, I do all my billing through an app called Stripe, which also connects with Zapier. Mm-hmm. So I kind of had, when I was doing a lot of hourly, I would have those like come into the same base and then meet. And so, I would never have to like update a client on how many hours. Um, and another thing that I feel like a lot of beginners don't realize is a unique, like how powerful a unique identifier is. Mm-hmm. So that's actually like one of between that and the Google, sh- the Google uh, slides uh, PDF maker. That's like two of the videos that I'm looking to make soon. Um, but using a unique identifier from as soon as they sign up with me on Calendly, to then having that same unique identifier in Toggle as their like project and having that same unique identifier in Stripe and then having that same unique identifier in Airtable where I get the information from Calendly, from Toggle and Stripe. Right. So I'm, I was going to show the power of using that to um, like aggregate data in here. And That's this will awesome. just be an example. Wonderful. Yeah, this is absolutely huge. I think a lot of people could benefit from learning more and wrapping their heads around this this part of automations yes so the base that i'll share it's the it like brings all of those unique identifiers into the same place so this is a copy of the base from like a few months ago but this base basically it takes all of those unique identifiers and brings them into the same place so without showing too many of these like they'll come into the context table from calendly all of their information will get linked up to their contact in the, this is accounts receivable, but it's just all the incoming invoices from Stripe. Mm-hmm. Uh, those come in here. And then every single one of my time tracking, so like I'm tracking time right now to see like what I'm working on with the podcast. And that'll come in here to this toggle base. And so what that does is it automatically links up based on their unique identifier, which for all of my clients would be their email, mm-hmm. um, because that's like, People can have the same name every now and then, but what this allows me to do is it'll all link back to that contact base and then I can use lookup fields. So like you can see there's the amount in minutes as well as the amount in hours. And then this is for month one 
of this client. So this would be would have been January at the time. But you can see over here. So when they pay their invoice, it would would have had a number of hours is like the quantity on the invoice. And so that would get rolled up and they would add all of their quantities from all of their invoices up. And that would come in right here. And then hours used, that would be, I believe it would sum, like, sum up all of this on the contacts table. And then I would look up the sum of this on this table. So after that, it would like subtract um, zero minus this one or paid hours minus hours used for hours remaining that I would like build them at the end of this month. Uh -huh. So that's kind of the, so I, with that, after I set it up the one time, then I never, I gave them this link. So I would share this view with them. And then they could have an idea at any point, like within 15 minutes of me stopping the timer of how much, how many hours I would have used that month, just by using the unique identifier from our very first interaction with them, like data interaction. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's super helpful. Yeah. And then furthermore, the other benefit is like, if I ever wanted, if I ever wanted to like send them a invoice or anything, because I had all of that uh, information come from everywhere. I have like their Stripe ID. I actually like make a link with their like Stripe customer ID. So I can just click out of Airtable and it takes me straight there. Or I can go to any of these other platforms and like straight from their parent record and their in the contacts table. Mm -hmm. Like everything's all automated. Um, and I would go through all the automations, but there's there's a ton. I, I actually went through a lot of them in a YouTube video. I think it's called like 12 CRM automations on my YouTube channel. The show, because there's, there's so many different things you can automate with uh, with like follow-up emails to people who don't show up mm -hmm. or with a lot of the times like Stripe or a different program will like email people who are late on a payment or something like that. But for follow-up emails for no-shows, follow-up emails for people you're awaiting a proposal or feedback on a proposal or something like that. Mm -hmm. A lot of that I've found can be automated with air, internal Airtable automations or Zapier. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it comes in so handy and saves so much time and saves a lot of like, oh, I forgot to do that. Mm -hmm. Oh, another, another automation now that I see it up here is collecting like testimonials because I know that's a big thing for like new people to see that you have some testimonials as well as people like after you're done consulting with them, they might have like the law of reciprocity to give back to you. So collecting a testimonial um, while it's automated, like after they're like, um, if you would consider someone that like you still do closed one after they're like closed one and done, I think is the stance that I would have. Um, after that's marked yes, then like two days later, send them an email asking for a testimonial form. Assuming it went well, uh, everything went well, which it always has in my experience. Uh, but I saw someone had made a comment uh, in a YouTube video I was watching that you should be careful with that to make sure it was like a good experience for them before asking for the testimonial. But certainly, but yeah, and uh, would you like, um, or I don't know if you have that set up or not already, but would you like send it to like an Airtable form that they can then fill back out to go right back into the CRM? Exactly. Yeah. So it's. Uh, with a formula to pre-fill their name in there. So it's not, a, there's another hack so that if you, if you were to send them a form with a linked record in it, mm -hmm. then they could click on that and see all of your different clients and you might have NDAs so you can't really share that. Yes. So 
you can write a prefill to instead of pre prefilling the linked record, you can prefill the unique identifier, um, their primary field. And then when they submit it, they probably, if they see you've already filled that out for them, they probably won't uh, change it. So then it'll link right back up to their contact. And then I would get a message in Slack saying they either submitted it or I got other messages like when somebody signed up for a call or somebody submits a payment or someone's low on hours, stuff, stuff like that. That's been a game changer too. Absolutely. Yeah. I love how Slack is, it's, I mean, like it's basically a chat room, but mm-hmm. I think the, you can also kind of turn it into your own personal notification system. Yeah. Which is really cool. And that's actually uh, a great point is uh, using it as a notification system. And I've done recently, I've set up a few reports and sorry if there's any background noise. I think they're like doing landscaping or something outside for some reason today. Um, but you can automate reports like using the automations up here mm-hmm. to, if you're watching my screen, you would like add a new automation and the trigger would be uh, at a scheduled time. Like every day you can schedule reports. So maybe, or every week, maybe you want to say, this is how many new people you had come into your system. This is how many turned into like, uh, sales. This is how many people did not, um, maybe this is how many no shows if you have a lot of those. But you can, I've done a few of those for clients where I'm automatically sending their team reports based on data collected over the week, which is, I think it's pretty cool. Um, and they really enjoy it because then they can go click on the record and see who, like, if you know how to do it, you have to use, like, you have to link it up to the record. So yeah. you can go that, then see who's underperforming, who's doing great, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's, I love to do that. Um I, I often am setting up like recurring reporting emails that go out. Mm. What I haven't yet done is played with the new find records action that they just released recently. Cause I think that that's going to like kind of change up the way that I do a lot of my reporting. Cause yeah, it might allow you to bypass having to have those linking relationships set up appropriately by just like grabbing the ones you need, which I'm rambling, but Super well, that, cool stuff. That's how I got started with the, like I would call automated reporting for the team is instead of like, this is, these are all of the records. You can go find their records that are like, um, for example, there's one that I set up that was specifically for like a rotting time on a certain project. So we set up buckets, like we would go find the records where the rotting time was zero to five days and then give them that number with a count uh, based on the linked record. And then give them how many of these projects are with a routing time of five to 10 and then 10 plus. And so then they would get a nice message uh, every day at like noon or noon Eastern time, 9 a.m. in California with the records that are have a high routing time, basically. Yeah, it's super helpful. Yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. I would say the automations, That's that was one thing that I came in not knowing much about but that's like the one thing that I've learned the most and the one the one thing on my list to do is uh test out the WinRamp webhook receipt because I saw they just added that yesterday um but all of these even just the internal ones as well as Zapier that's like changed like how I get data in get data out for more so for my clients but also for myself and doing the little, little things in my business those have changed the game agreed I'm looking forward to seeing what comes next from Airtable and Zapier. They just released the new trigger too, which is 
I haven't even looked at it yet, but I'm excited about it. <laughs> yeah, that one's the win record is updated. Yes. Remember right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that one was nice. It kind of just reminds me of Integrament. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's like their main, um, like it's either win or record is created, but it's based off of a time. So it's very, very, reminds me a lot of the Integrament trigger, which Integrament, if you're listening to this, it's similar to Zapier, but it's a little bit cheaper, but it connects with like, I think a third of the apps that uh, Zapier does. So it's an automation tool. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I've played with it a little bit. It seems to have a little bit more advanced capabilities in some areas. Mm-hmm. Um, I found it less user-friendly than Zapier, but I know a lot of people that really enjoy it. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ben. This was great. Thank you for having me. It's been, it's been a blast. I've been looking forward to it all week because it's a Friday. That's yeah. awesome. Same here. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've been, I've been looking forward to getting to talk to you. I've been seeing your name everywhere. So it was a pleasure. Awesome. It's good to meet you. And also props to you. You had the, the air hack like a week or two ago. It was really cool with the scripting too. I don't know how much you can share because um, it's like your thing, but if you want to talk at all about that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, of course. It was just a way to, uh, um, to set up an apps dashboard that's looking at one record and anything that's linked to it by using a script and checking a box for that one record and then using lookup fields to cascade that through all of the other linked records that that company or person or whatever it is you're looking at is linked to. And then you point all of your charts to those views specifically. So it's it's really cool. Maybe we'll try and put out a, a video or something about it. It was probably one of the coolest things that I've seen like <laughs> done with it because it was like so dynamic based on whatever you wanted to see, like whichever subcategory you wanted to pinpoint. They made every single chart dynamic based on that. So thank you. I'm like <laughs> blushing. Yeah, I'm so excited about that. Thanks. You are. Oh, my goodness. Well, Ben, it was a pleasure. Keep in touch. Oh, and where can our listeners go to learn more about you? Yeah, so I have a YouTube channel, Ben Green. I think the name of it is Ben Green Systems Integrator. So you can find me there or I'm pretty active in the Facebook group. But if you want specific help from me, you can go to www.optimizeis backslash main and it'll take you right to my website. But I encourage you to go check out some YouTube videos. Um, And if you want to get into the clubhouse deal, then you can... We post about it. Sometimes we post about it in built on air Slack community, but we always post in like the Airtable community that we're having it each week. Um, so you can go get the link. And if you don't have an invite, then you can uh, comment on the post or comment and DM me. And Chris or I or uh, Shay Redding Rogers or there's a few other people, Montgomery Pace or Devin Chisholm. We all have invites that we can share. Uh, those are the main people who have been coming every week. That I can. You know, sorry if I left someone out, but we can all we can all get you invites, and it is currently, I believe, at this time in March, iOS only, and you have to get an invite to get in the clubhouse. If I'm saying that right. So any of those places, whether it's on YouTube in the Facebook group or in Clubhouse, we can definitely get connected, and hopefully, I can chat with more of you guys. Excellent, and we'll put links to all of those in the show notes for sure. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. Thank you so much for talking with us today, Ben. It was a pleasure and have a great weekend. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for watching. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to give it a like or hit us up on social at Built On Air. We always love to hear your comments and suggestions. And don't forget to subscribe to catch new episodes when they release. It helps us keep the podcast going.